1: each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus.
0: My name is Taylor
1: Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does
0: anyone here know
1: the lyrics? Taylor Swift the Eras Tour. Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow only on Disney (laughs) Plus. Watch my feet, watch my feet, watch 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 my feet, watch my feet, watch my watch 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 my feet, watch
0: my watch 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 my watch 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 my watch my watch my feet, watch 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 my feet you know what I always say. The old, My old saying is always crank that soldier boy. What is up, folks? It is Tuesday. It's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I have failed you. Uh, I don't fail you often, but I failed you today. Um, I'm going to blame it on Steve Jobby Jobs. I had a corruption in my Vanderpump Rules file, and I was too damn tired last night to figure it out And, um, so this is late and this is, this is, but this is still a great show. See, I still, it's, I, I, I don't like to be cocky, but I feel like as I get further into this, I'm getting cocky. I need to be taken down a notch where I'm like, it's still a good show. You guys, it's still, as you can tell, also, I have so much coffee coursing through my veins right now. I don't know if any of you guys like the Starbies, the Starbucks, but what I, you know, they have this point system, Starbucks rewards, and it's really the only goals I set for myself is to get like Starbucks points where like, you know, if I win a prize, like I get a free drink, I'm like, look at me setting goals, doing what needs to be done and then receiving rewards. Starbucks has, I I also miss when you could buy nine subs at subway and get the 10th for free. I'm all about class. And so I had a free reward and I've been saving it. And I was like, today is the day for that free reward because I need a I need a kick in the pants. And I can't do it internally, so I gotta do it with coffee. And I got a cold brew, but when I don't know if you guys are like this, if you get a free drink from Starbucks, you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this company pay. I'm gonna earn back. I'm gonna like if, if I could have put lobster in the coffee, I would have. Like I just want it to be the most expensive coffee. So I did like, and this is gonna <laughs> this might explain. What you're about to hear but folks I needed some kind of motivation because I've recorded a Vanderpump Rules recap already and now I have to re-record. and if you think there is a seventh pit of hell it is when you have to do a recap of Vanderpump Rules again even though I love the show folks and there were some really great bits but that's what kills me is that i know when i'm going to get to like certain bits i'm going to be like damn it and also now i have new information about Randall and lala and i'm just so livid please explain to me why men cheat i'm a man and i don't like what why are we so defective and i why, i mean what is it i get it i get it boobs and butts it's all great and sexy time i get it and I, you know the fact i i'm really trying to empathize with every puppet why and it's like women are so um uh understanding or or making excuse okay i gotta tell you though my coffee order this will explain why i'm going in 10 different directions i got five shots on top of my cold brew and then i did sweet cream in that puppy couple shots of sugar-free vanilla <laughs> So like the drink would have cost like $19. So I really got my money's worth, but I also think I might die. I'm having palpitations at this point. So I'm going to take that out. There is so much going on today, folks. We have a great show for you. Our our celebrity guest, this is somebody that I need you to get to know uh, immediately because his show Winter House is premiering tomorrow on Bravo. Winter House, of course, is with it take cast members from Southern Charm. Uh, Austin and Craig, and then cast members from um, Summer House. And then they add new people into that mix. So it is a very exciting thing. So our guest today is Andrea Denver. Uh, He is Italian, so I've got to go, Andrea. And if you go to his uh, Instagram, which is Andrea Denver, you know, you'll see he has abs. So this is a really quick interview. I think it's like 15 or 16 minutes. That's all the time I had for him because he was uh, doing—that's all the time they— allowed me to have with him uh and i couldn't ask a lot about the show like i could ask how we got onto the show but the guy actually is really fascinating he's actually worked with like taylor swift j-lo he's friends with madonna and um so you know we it's still and he's got a great accent but i think and and i get him to admit that he's never had austin's beer trop hop but he has had Loverboy, and I've convinced him to do a, um, a taste test or like, a, you know, cause I think Loverboy is going to Trump, Trop. hop. I just think drop probably takes like, tastes like piss. Austin, if you're listening, what's up, come on the pod. I'll, I'll let you know if it tastes like piss or not. Um, but, uh, so that's our, that's our celebrity guest. You're going to need to get to know him, love him. I think all the women are going to be into him. I think all the dudes are going to be into him. Um, he does a lot of underwear shots on his Instagram, uh, but he was also really funny and he was really nice, and I liked him a lot. And so I'm so excited. We got to support this show because I like when Bravo does new shows. I like the, you know, I like mashups. You just heard him, you hear a mashup every day on this show. So I am so into that. So we're going to get into that. I think we're going to get into that right now. I'm going to do a 16 minute interview. Remember, there's timestamps. If you want to skip around, if you want to start with the Vanderpump Rules recap, go to there. If you want to start with Andrea, go to there. I, I, this, this is your oyster. That makes no sense. Consider this like a book. And if you want to skip ahead in chapters, you can do that. And then just go back and kind of see what you missed. So we're going to do that. And then we're going to come back. I'm going to do a Vanderpump Rules recap again. And then I'm going to release this sucker. And then I've got like three interviews to do after that. But great week. I'll, you know. Happy to be alive. Why do men cheat? And also, why is Kanye West wearing a Halloween mask everywhere he goes now? We got to talk about that too. Go to my Instagram if you don't know what I'm talking about. He's literally now just scaring young children and me. He's scaring the bejesus out of me. I had to move over, Michael Myers. Kanye West is in the building. He's actually legally changed his name to Ye now. A judge yesterday approved his name change request. So now his name is just Ye. Y E. Now, He is following in the footsteps, of course. Remember Prince? Prince, and if you, God, all you youngins out there listening, I really, really strongly suggest you get into Prince. He's one of the best performers, best musicians I've ever seen, like the best musician I've ever seen live. And I've seen Beyonce a lot. Prince was, like, you literally believe in a higher power when I would watch Prince perform. But uh, Prince changed his name in the 90s to a symbol. He was like, I am, I am no, I'm not Prince no longer. I am the symbol that nobody, it was very Elon Musk, uh, before Elon Musk named his baby. So, um, so this isn't new for the name change, but sometimes just Kanye is exhausting. He just exhausts me. Cause it's like, dude. We could come up with you're a genius on our own. You don't always need to tell us. It's exhaust. It almost takes away the fun of somebody being a genius when they like. I mean, did Mozart walk around going like, yo, what the fuck? Do you did you? I'm a genius. He might have. I was Mozart an asshole. Like, he's really starting to, like, irk me. And I don't know. Like, I've I've also I've worked with geniuses before that don't irk me. I've I've studied geniuses before that don't irk me. What is it about Kanye that irks me? And you're talking to somebody that I've been to every one of his concert tours. I have every one of his albums. I've 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 bought the concert t shirts. I've bought the overpriced concert t shirts. I you know, I even I, I went to one of his viewing parties for a music video. I mean, like anyways. I'm getting off track, but ladies and gentlemen, from the new show on Bravo that we have to all support, Andrea Denver. I'm just going to keep saying it with an Italian accent, aren't I? Here he is. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to iHeartRadio. It's so bad, it's good. I am so excited to talk to our next guest because I need to find out more about this guy because he is about to enter the lion's den and that is the Bravo universe with one of the shows that I know is going to be our favorite winter house premiering on October 20th. Andrea Denver. Welcome to the show. Andre is it Andre, Andrea, Andy, you said all of those, correct?
1: (laughs) All of those, all of those (laughs) is cool. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Hello, everyone. I'm excited to be here.
0: Now uh so you you hail from Italy, that's correct, right?
1: Yeah, I moved to the states uh, almost eighty eight years ago.
0: Now, like, I know I mean what what was that experience like moving from some place and was it just because of your modeling career?
1: No, actually, it wasn't even modeling. um i It wasn't a big deal for me moving because I have family in the United States, so I used to come here every summer, so it wasn't like getting to know a different world. It was pretty easy moving here. <laughs> Now, and, um, no, I actually moved, uh, after I graduated from university, I came for a master, but then I got scouted like right away and my life changed.
0: Uh, we, we have a very similar career path. I, I was scouted, but not for modeling to stay away from modeling. They asked me not to. <laughs> um, so what, what, uh, uh, I guess the thing is, how do you get on a show like Winter House? Because you guys, if you don't know, we've talked about this many times on the show. This combines characters from Southern Charm and Summer House, but there's new characters as well, which you are one of them. How did you get involved in this craziness?
1: It's so funny because I've been friends with like uh, Julia and uh, and Gabby for many years. We know each other from modeling. We we know from each other from about seven years. So, Julie and I, we've been always, like, being really close, so she just reached out to me, and was like, you know, I have, like, I'm friend with Paige, which is one of the girls, like, yeah, uh, yeah, and, um, you know, I would love you to join, I think it's gonna be fun, plus, she knew that I was, you know, in Italy for COVID and stuff so it was like you got to come back we we all miss you here
0: <laughs> um so you guys shot in in Stowe Vermont right around like February yeah. and uh the experience itself overall did you find it very rewarding was it an awesome experience
1: i honestly had so much fun like uh like it was great it was also actually my first time skiing in the US because i grew up skiing in the Alps and that was really exciting, like, you know, being in Vermont, being so... And, you know, I had so much fun with every one of my friends. And uh, I'm glad that I made new friends. And um, it was an awesome experience.
0: Now, we, we can't really get into it, but I, I who knows if you've made more than friends on the show, which which is, the trailer of the show, it kind of hints that maybe people like... I mean, I obviously, a lot of people probably in the house end up having crushes on you. But I have to say... Uh, We voted the audience is that you wear a better turtleneck than Austin. We think you are better in a turtleneck
1: than Austin. Uh, yeah, I think, <laughs> think <that's> he does <laughs> you know, Austin loves beer too much, so yeah, I think right now my my title is better than his. <laughs> but, yeah, by the way, did
0: all the guys? Did all the? I would imagine if I was like a Southern Charm or a Summer House guy that you get in there, I would be ticked because. You're like a model. You have like a, uh, like abs and things like that. I would be livid if there was like a new, better looking guy in the house than me. Did, did Was there any kind of flack from anybody? Did everybody ah, just get along immediately?
1: I appreciate the compliment. And actually, we actually did. I was really surprised, it because, you know, I usually have, I don't really get along with many guys, so I was <laughs> kind of scared. <laughs> but uh, we we ended up having a blast. I literally had a blast with, each one of them and you guys are gonna see like there's a lot of, of unexpected like fun yeah. that uh, many people don't believe and also you know like i'm italian so for <laughs> me like i wanted to get to know more about like the american culture like the sauter char boys you're gonna see you're gonna see there's a lot to see and like uh, a lot to have fun with
0: well the Italian culture. I I uh, I, I used to date uh, an Italian woman, and she was very fiery. Are you are you a very fire? I mean, that's sometimes the uh, what they're they're sometimes known for. I guess uh, it might not be true. Do you have a fiery personality yourself?
1: No, I'm actually pretty. Uh, I mean, I have a fiery like in a fun way. I don't really get heated. Like I don't get mad. I'm not that kind of Italian. <laughs> I use my I use my hands, but I don't get I don't get really. <laughs> I don't I don't really get mad. I'm more uh, like the, the, the Italian passionate, like I love, like... Uh, You're a lover, not a fighter. That's what you... Yes, mean. I'm an Italian lover. Let's put it that way.
0: Um, now, the audience, I think, will be actually very interested to know that this is not the first time that you have been in front of the cameras. You were also in Taylor, spa- uh, Taylor Swift's Blank Space video. You were in a Jennifer Lopez video. I mean, what were those experiences like? Those are two superstars. And then all of a sudden... Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: I mean, J Lo is always going to be like, you know, great memory because it was my first job. I literally just started modeling, I just got scouted. That, that was, was your first job? First. Yeah. And the funny way that uh, I went to the casting, and uh, it was, they were like uh, seeing four guys at the same time and they asked me to dance. And as you're going to see on Winter House, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm a terrible dancer, but I love to make fun of myself dancing. So I just pretended to like, you know, move around. And the day after, my agent comments, like, you got the job. So I was like, okay, that's a great way to start. And then, of course, you know, uh, Stiller Swift has always been my celebrity crush since he really? was like, a, yes, a teenager. And when I first moved to New York, I got the job. Like, uh, I it was like a direct casting. And I got the job right away, and uh, it was amazing. And it was amazing to see her in person, you know. Like, uh, I grew up, like, she's my, she was she was my kind of girl. I love Taylor Swift.
0: Were you, I mean, I, I would be extremely nervous to work with J-Lo or Taylor Swift. Were you extremely nervous, or do you handle those things really well?
1: Uh, no, no, no. I actually think I did pretty well, especially with J-Lo. J-Lo was, like, so down to earth. She was amazing, like, to work with. So, like, she was talking to everyone so kind and uh i had a great time so no i I wasn't nervous at all now
0: uh you obviously are no stranger to being popular. You have 1.2 million Instagram followers. Uh, I mean, like, but I do think it is interesting. And I have to warn you, the Bravo fan base is a very passionate fan base. I, I hope I need you to be ready because you are going to get so many Bravo fans in your DMs. Are you ready for this new wave of fandom? potentially?
1: Uh, I mean, I usually don't have any expectation about stuff, but I, <laughs> if they're going to come. I'm really excited because honestly, I love. I love interacting with my followers I do all the time and you know some actually Bravo Blocks has been like interacting with me a little bit just like you know commenting yeah. my stories and stuff and you know I've been answering I love that you know I love interacting with people like uh I just love talking and stuff so I'm really excited if it's gonna happen I'm really excited about it did
0: any of your castmates give you advice on how to deal with being on the show
1: once it airs uh to be honest, no, I, ask about it. <laughs> I like to go with the flow. <laughs> you know, taking it easy day after day. So no, actually I didn't ask any any advices to my to my friends.
0: Now uh what do your what does your family think about this on being on a big show on American television? <laughs> do they realize uh what you're doing?
1: Oh they they definitely do. Uh you know, um they've been following me from the start so you know i'm really close to my family i'm a only child so like i grew up really close oh, wow. to, me, to my parents yeah and uh i guess they're excited mm, they're both excited uh, no. i hope they're not gonna disappoint them but- <laughs> well that's what i'm no, saying I- like
0: i know you can't say what happens but is there a part of you that is a little nervous of like I hope this didn't I hope this one scene didn't make the cut because I don't want my mom to watch this.
1: Nah, to be honest with you, I feel pretty comfortable with uh, <laughs> what I did on camera.
0: <laughs> um. Okay. So that all is great. Now, when I was uh, looking you up and researching you, now I don't know if you can comment on this. I don't know if this is just an internet rumor. Did you date Madonna at a certain point?
1: <laughs> <coughs> no, no, we never dated. We we actually. We became friends. It was just random because one time I was on a photo shoot and uh my phone started blowing because I started getting a lot of texts because Madonna, like apparently, and she actually did, she posted a picture of me tagging me, say <laughs> Rebel Heart, eight packs with uh, a few arts. <laughs> eight and, packs. You know, out of the blue, never met, like you know, I'm always being like a big Madonna fan. I love her music, she's like an icon and stuff. So I was really flattering and it's amazing. And then you know, like all the newspaper all over the world started writing articles that, like you know, were, like dating or like I was interested in dating. And it was just like uh, really nice to get uh, that attention from uh, the Queen of Pop. And uh, yeah, are you Taylor then, Swift, Madonna, and, and J Lo? Like friends. that's yeah, you became so friends good. with
0: Madonna. That's wild.
1: Yeah 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 we I actually had the chance to be on one of her music videos, but it was a really brief appearance so I don't really talk about it but yeah, uh, yeah it was really nice she's she's a, like she's amazing Madonna's a great person and uh you know I I can just like speak really high of her, of her. like she's amazing.
0: Now, uh, I know you guys filmed in February and, uh, what, has what the rest of your year been like in preparation of the, the, the release of this? Uh, was it just more modeling, more, more videos, things like that?
1: Uh, yeah, I've been busy all year long. Actually, it was really nice to be back into the States and be that busy, uh, work-wise so far, it's been a pretty great year. And, um... Yeah, I can't really spoil it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no no spoils, no spoils, no spoils. And we're wrapping <laughs> up. I, really I had a great time. I had a great time. I had a great time, and the work was great.
0: Okay, so how much Loverboy did they make you drink? Can you answer that? Did you have to drink Loverboy every day?
1: I I didn't have to, but I actually really <laughs> enjoy drinking Loverboy, especially the the spritz. <laughs> like, uh, I'm, believe it or not, I'm not the biggest drinker. Uh, but Lover Boy was actually really nice, really good to drink. You know, I love the the Spritz, like the purple one. So they didn't make me drink it. I actually no. fell for the for the drink. <laughs> so, uh, and, and,
0: and Austin didn't make you drink Tropop, his beer, did he? I
1: honestly, I, honest, I lo- like Austin and I were really, really good friends, but I didn't even touch it. Oh. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a beer guy. I'm not a beer guy. Like, i mean Italian. Uh, I love wine. Uh, <laughs> I can't go for tequila but I can't do beer. I literally can't do beer. Oh, I really like, hope
0: we get it. I hope we get to see you tipsy on this show at some point. I hope
1: uh, we see I don't, know. don't worry. Like, you know what is the funny part that you're going to find out? That I don't really need to, I don't really need to get, to get drunk to go, like to bring the energy to iPad. Oh, I just, so, I just,
0: I just want you to drink so you can lose your eight pack. I, I have a no pack.
1: So I, I, want to, uh,
0: I want you to get very out of shape so I can feel better about myself. And it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen.
1: Uh, i don't know but i got tipsy i got tipsy a couple times i got
0: tipsy um so what are you excited as we as we uh what are you what are you the most excited about having uh people see or know about you uh once we actually get to see you on bravo uh
1: to be honest with you i'm excited for people to know more about my personality you know because of my job a lot of people you know they're used to judge like my image and stuff and you know sometimes there's no chance for me to show my personality and you know some people can get crazy idea about the way that i am then so i'm like you know i'm uh i feel like you know i know how to have fun you know i know how to interact with people and i know how to enjoy myself so i'm excited for that oh, and that- then i'm also excited yeah, sorry Just sorry no no know.
0: no i interrupted you sorry and
1: no and excited. i'm excited you know like because i also like uh came into meeting like my new friend you know i was excited to see Julian, and gabby of course but at the same time i was like oh my gosh what am i gonna do like with these guys and then you know we had a blast and i'm excited that. for you to see that and also <laughs> excited to see the approach that i had
0: <laughs> that's uh, i'm but excited to see it, the approach you have too that's this is gonna be great yeah um
1: because so- that's like the the most surprising part <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I mean, and that's like, I find it really, this is such a cool concept for a show to take two other shows and kind of mash them up, but then add new people. And it seems like you fit really well in with these new people. So I am so excited for my audience and the Bravo audience at large to watch you. And hopefully you'll come back at another point when once the show airs and we can dissect what exactly happened on the show, because I have a feeling uh, there's going to be some amazing moments. So um Andrea Denver, I uh, think we are so excited to watch you. Remember, guys, October 20th, Winterhouse. You are going to find out yes. his approach. He's going to use his hands. He's not going to be drinking Crop <laughs> Pop. And he looks better in a turtleneck <laughs> than Austin. And uh, good luck with everything, man. Thank you so much for I
1: appreciate this. it. Like 9 p.m., October 20th. And um, I promise I'll drink Austin beer soon. <laughs> I gotta do that for my friend. I'll do <laughs> that and I'll Will you feel you promise. gotta film
0: it for your Instagram? Film it for yeah, your Instagram. I, I gotta
1: do it. I, yes, I'll do that. I'll I'll reach out to him and I'll tell him to to send the sound because I gotta do it. I'll do it. <laughs> okay. Well I, I well, gotta hopefully... support Austin. I love Austin, so I gotta do that.
0: No, I want to battle between lover boy and tropop. I want to do a taste test and see which is better. And you're gonna be the one that makes that final call.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> sounds good to me. Okay, thanks, dude. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.
0: Bye, bye. everyone. Bye, bye. Uh, he seems like such a nice guy. Let's see what. Uh, let's see who he hooks up with. Let's see who he gets into fights with. He is very fiery. He says so. We're going to see that. My my ex was uh, is Italian and was very fiery. So uh, I w- <laughs> I wonder if uh, I wonder if I'll have any flashbacks. Um, so you guys, okay, we're going to get into a Vanderpump Rules recap right now. We are on, uh, this is what, the third episode? The fourth episode airs tonight. So we'll try to get this out. I'll try to get this recap out to you earlier for the next episode. So this is a little, but I I think with these recaps, you don't even need to watch the show, even though I highly recommend you do as a companion piece. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I'll have companion, like a, like a workbook. On top of the actual lesson, consider this the workbook, you know, and that you might not even need to learn the lesson because I think there's really no lessons in Vanderpump Rules ever. And that's how we like it. By the way, I'm still of the mind. I really enjoy this season. I don't I don't expect anything from it. I'm just happy it exists. Uh, I do want to congratulate Jax Taylor for getting a new job. Uh, As I mentioned on Monday's show, he was on The Doctors getting Botox um, so we're at that stage of a career where you're getting Botox on a daytime talk show. So, uh, whatever keeps your name out there, but I mean, Ooh, ooh you know what I'm saying? Ooh. Um, <laughs> I do, I want to rant for a second though. I really, really, really don't understand why men cheat. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Now, I almost understand that you can fall in love with somebody else while you're in a relationship, potentially, as a sign of this relationship isn't working the fact that you're actually even going out there and emotionally getting involved with somebody else. I also understand, um, like I said, I, I get it. You love different boobs and butts, but you knew that before you got into a relationship. Now, I guess, what what is the mentality here? Because we talk about it all the time in terms of Tristan Thompson and Chloe. So part of me is like I think and I don't I think more than think I think they get off on the cheating. I think they get off on the lies. I think they get off on constantly um Running from something, you know, and trying to cover up their tracks. I think this is a way in kind of like Tom Girardi land as as well. Not not in terms of cheating, but in terms of he was stealing money and he was trying to keep it going. So he would steal money. He would he would find a way to get it back. He would steal more money, find a way to get it back. And I imagine that's what cheating is like too, of that constant thrill of being on the edge, of living on the edge, and. What we've seen of Randall, somebody said, oh, he just seems like such a nice guy from the show because we even see that in Vanderpump Rules, right, you guys? This season, everybody's like, oh, I love Randall. I love him. Yeah. His personality is designed to be loved. It's totally designed to be that. He is so – I met him in person. He's so charming. I've watched him charm a room full of 60 actors one time at the acting studio I used to work at. I mean, totally charming. You get it with Randall. Because by the way, ugliest sin, ugliest sin. <laughs> in fact, Randall, I Randall blocked me a long time ago because I compared him to uh, Big Ed from Ninety Day Fiance, and I don't think I was the first to compare him to, but I think I was one of the most effective because he blocked me and I didn't tag him in it. I don't, you know, so I don't even know how he found it. But, um, you know, Randall and Lala were like the good-looking version of Big Ed and and. Uh, whoever that lady was that he was first dating on 90 Day Fiance. But, you know, this guy is used to this guy developed his personality like a bodybuilder. I mean, in terms of like a lot of people, like a lot of bodybuilders will build up their body. He built up his personality. He has probably one of the best talking games in the business his rap game is strong he could probably talk a lady into liking him within a night i mean that's what it's like hey if range rovers are getting thrown your way aren't you more prone to like somebody it's got to be pretty nice when one of the bonuses of getting with somebody that is not um physically um up to par with who you are. like and by the way this is i've i take lessons from randall like i'm decent looking but i'm no i'm no brad pitt you know I'm I'm but I I think I have a decent personality and even that I'm kind of so so on like at this point I'm kind of scared I'm like this is like you know people would be like oh it's really it would be really cool to date a dude that likes the shows I like yeah you know to a degree but then you know you would probably miss the like you know, being upset about like, oh, my man's watching sports all Sunday and not paying attention to me. Like, if I'm not watching sports, you'd probably get tired of that and be like, why is this guy just watching old seasons of Vanderpump Rules? Like, it's probably attractive to a degree. But this isn't about me. This is about Randall Emmett. And I think what upsets me about Randall is that these stories keep going around and I've heard these stories. About Randall from before Lala. And remember, he was married with two kids to a Lala Look to a Lala Lookalike. And um their relationship was on the out. Supposedly, and these are all supposed and a legend. These are all rumors. And remember, rumors are rumors. There, there's there could be no truth to any of them. But there is a pattern of behavior that you have to Uh, look at and where there's smoke, there's fire. We might not know all the details, but I don't think we're that far off in a lot of these ways, you know, and a lot of this information. So supposedly, uh, one of the rumors I heard is that he had, he was like a sugar daddy to another girl in Utah and the Range Rover that Lala ended up getting was hers. And he had the Range Rover towed, uh, without telling this girl and gave it to Lala. Now that far fetched, sure. But think about it. Randall's a movie maker. Randall runs and guns. In fact, I did a whole episode six or seven months ago with um, Dara Lane uh, about the King of the Geezer Teasers article that Vulture did on Randall. And it was a very in-depth look on how he makes his money in movies. And it's really, really it's, it's kind of a con in itself because he'll pay uh, like a big name actor or a big name actor from the past like Al Pacino or Bruce Willis. He'll pay their fee. He'll pay five million dollars to just do one or two scenes in a movie. They only have to work for like four days. So these big people will do these movies and then he's able to sell that to foreign markets, to video on demand, all of that stuff and kind of try to return a profit. You know, for Randall, it was always in terms of business. My theory was all about Quantity, not quality. And that's a very important differentiation. So Randall is now directing his second movie, his first with Midnight in the Switchgrash. Grash. I'm really sure Randall, Midnight in the Switchgrass with uh, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. And who knows what the – you know, it got just eviscerated in reviews, but I don't think Randall gives a shit about reviews. And I think Randall, one of his unique gifts is that he comes off positive about anything. Like even about his failure, I'm sure he's like, no, you know how we saw him like Lala didn't make the New York Times bestseller list? and. He was like, no, babe, you're take oh, Come on, babe. No, you're taking away the victory from yourself of how good you did writing this book. I saw you write this book for seven months. And she was like, it was longer than that. Okay. Okay. Like he's just always going above and beyond, but does it really count if you're going above and beyond if back like behind the curtain, the wizard, you're consistently cheating so is that done from a place of, I love you, or is that done from a place of self-protection of keeping all the balls in the air at the time? And by the way, all women out there listening, and I'm sure all men as well, um, have been cheated on in some form, right? Like I, I uh, trigger warning, but like when women have told me about abuse from men and I'm not talking about cheating, but actual abuse, every woman seems to have a story, Right. It's, it's something where, you know, something like the Gabby Petito story happens and you hear all of these women tell their stories, you know, and, and, and I, I remember before I would, would tool around the internet before, when I was married, I wouldn't tool around on the internet and I, I didn't know half of this stuff. And then, you know, you, you make all these friends online and you hear that everybody has these horror stories about dudes, you know? Now, even if I'm going to look at this from a, you know, it's unfair to leave myself out of it. Now, I haven't cheated, but I have lied. And my lying has always come from a place of I think I'm protecting the other person. Now, that's still completely wrong. That still doesn't make it. Oh, you're a hero for lying. No, that doesn't mean that at all. But it was this kind of thing where I know I think it got instilled. I know it got instilled with me from my ex because uh, she would get angry at a lot of things I would do, like simple things. So I learned to like, well, what is the best way to not get her angry? And so I would lie, you know, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm just, uh, um, you know, uh, like I, I'm trying to think of what I would lie about, but I'm trying to think of a good example. I mean, it was never about like cheating or girl, like, no, I was like a nerd, but I would want to make it so she would not get upset. But in a way, that was probably also me just not wanting to like deal with that myself. So it was probably selfish in a way. So, I mean, I don't think when people cheat, you know, like I don't think the the thought there is I'm going to lie to them so they don't have to get their heal- feelings hurt that they're with a dirt bag that wants to like fuck everything that moves, you know? But it is interesting and it's all these powerful people. But so the whole deal is, you know, and what I heard from my inside source is that this did happen. He he definitely cheated. He has cheated before. There are many instances, even like I in fact had a girl that I think is listening right now message me about um before La La, I don't know if he was married at the time, was saying that he was one of the most aggressive uh texters of just saying just these wild things and would not give up. He's relentless. And I think there is something. In fact, some girl was the, like some girl was Instagramming the other day and said, or she said, and I think she's listening too. Hi. She said, um, she was with her parents and she was at a restaurant and some guy just, uh, the waiter who was their waiter asked her out at the table. And she was like, it was so bold in front of my parents. And she was like, but it was nice. And she's like, LA guys, take note. And I'm like, wow. Like, But what if that guy's a fucking complete freak weirdo? Because if he's capable and he's comfortable enough to do that to you at a table, he's doing that to 80 people at a table a night and he's just playing the odds game, you know? But women do, I think, like boldness, like this, like somebody that says, I'm going to tell you my feelings and thoughts right now and I want to be with you and I want to get with you and I want to touch your boobs and your butt. And uh, some girls like that because – they probably don't get that a lot. And by the way, you you ladies at home might be listening and going, You're completely way off, Ryan. And if I am, I'm sorry. You can totally correct me. This is just stuff that I've I've witnessed and watched with my bad vision eyes. Um, and I'm trying to really understand this as I go. So obviously he did this, la la, busted him, or a lot of people busted him. And that's why you also got to be careful. In fact, somebody said, Man, Randall's so dumb. They did this. He walked in with the girls to the hotel. And somebody got him like on tape and it was like, you know, idiot, go to the hotel and have the girls come up 10 minutes later. You alleviate the whole situation. Like, so Randall is not thinking with, I mean, he's thinking with one head, but he's not thinking with all of them because, you know, if he really cared, he like, don't get sloppy with things. And you've always heard those things, or if I I have at least, where, you know, NBA players, football players, there's almost this agreement with their ladies of just don't embarrass me. Just don't let me find out. In fact, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West that had that supposed deal, too. And, and then it came out that he did cheat on Kim uh, around 2018. And he had even admitted that recently in the promotion cycle of the the last album, Donda. And um, I think they had an agreement, too, of just don't embarrass me. Don't, you know, do what you need to do but I don't want to know about it. Don't let the public find out about it, that kind of stuff. But which is wild. So I guess the question I have is, what is it for female? Like, where is the cutoff for ladies? Where, where is the, you know, what do you accept and what you don't? And it's got to take a real emotional toll and a mental toll on you knowing that you're like, I I guess, you know, let's be honest. Like people can be attracted and people can even love more than one person. You know, that is the reality of the situation. And men, I guess, at its—I don't want to go into, like, primal caveman shit, but, like, there is an element of, you know, we see physical stuff and you just automatically have a sensory response to it. But also, if you really love somebody, you then think—think through that, like, of, like, thinking 10 steps down the the road of, like, okay, if I do this— I screw up this relationship that I really, really love and I really adore this person and I respect this person. So I think when your ego is so out of check and that's why Randall, I think, makes good TV He's almost like a housewife. The ego must just be out of control, but he's presenting it in this kind of nice guy shell. And I think that's the fascinating thing. And Tristan as well. Every time Tristan gets busted, he because he comes back nicer. He's like, "Hey, oh, Chloe, I love you so much. I love you so Oh, look at your rock hard abs." Like, "Oh my god, dude. This is so embarrassing. We all know that you're a clown and you make her look like a clown." Like that shit doesn't change. There's a sickness like it. There's no vaccine for that sickness. Because if this guy's going to do it within the first year of them having a child, it means he's been doing it the whole time. It doesn't matter how hot Lala is. That's the other thing people keep writing comments on my uh, Instagram of, like, oh, how would he ever get somebody better looking than Lala? How would he ever get some Dude, he, you know, it's not about getting somebody, like, I don't even think, like, looks matter. Like, hey, guess what? You can have sex with a paper sheet if you try to. Like, that sentence I just said doesn't make any sense. Paper sheet? But, um... You know what I'm saying? Like, it might, like, he's not looking to get married again. He's looking to, like, get something done to his D, you know? His dick. And uh, I just, but don't you ever wonder? I always wonder about this. The thoughts that go through your head immediately after you do your business. Like, is it extreme guilt? Is it like, oh, the poison's out. I can go back to thinking normally. Like, how, and then this guy seems to, You know, by the way, their their TMZ is now reporting they are back at the same house. If you looked at both of their IG uh, IG, um, uh, stories yesterday, you could tell they're back at the same house. So Lala is back. And this guy probably, you got to understand, this guy's a pro. Getting Lala back or getting any woman back is probably like when he's at his best. He's probably throwing off pearls of wisdom of like, you made me learn about myself. I am such an idiot. I don't even know what is wrong with me and it will never happen again. But deep down, you got to imagine Lala knows it will happen again and again and again. So you're almost letting yourself down. There's got to be a shame that you carry around about yourself at that point of, You know, and then it's almost like it's like this weird form of like internal gaslighting yourself where you're like, I have to accept that I'm not everything to someone. I have to accept and I'm willing to loosen my standards to keep this relationship because that's when you realize the character of Lala or Lala or Lauren from Utah. It's not all just rock solid confidence. There's so much insecurity there. Because she can threaten all she wants, but she's not going to go through with it. We all know they're going to get back together, right? You know, put the fear of God in Randall, release it to TMZ, page six. Next day, he's already worked his magic. He's back in there. And all Allah has to do is stay offline. Is not look at any Bravo memes. Is not look at any of this stuff. But he embarrassed her. He embarrassed her, and she knows it. So she has to loosen all of those standards. Remember, she's totally fine coming at Ariana. Or Charlie, that's where she thrives. Oh, would never let them get one over on her. But the person she sleeps next to, the person she's closest with, the person she does a podcast with, well, that's okay. That's okay. I'll let him completely embarrass me in a very vicious, brutal way by taking another woman and potentially, allegedly doing things with their, you know, their V's, vaginas um by the way what if a kid is listening and this is how they find out about sex and then he just calls uh you know vaginas bees can i see your v (laughs) i'm so sorry i can already just sense people just going ryan ryan come on grow up you're disgusting you're a disgusting man i agree i agree so i i'm gonna have more thoughts about this but i really do i want to understand cheating more because It seems like everybody does it. I mean, every man does it. But then also, I know women do it, too. I don't want to say women don't do it. But that's the other thing, too, is that relationships are never respected. Remember, you think you have a positive relationship, that everything's solid? Remember, there is probably 30 guys. I know there's probably a handful of actual straight dudes listening, but let this be a warning to you, straight dudes. There's 40 other dudes at the ready that will treat your lady better than you will beg to be with your lady. I mean, eventually years later, that guy would cheat on her too, but remember you are replaceable. Nobody is irreplaceable. Nobody. But the thing is, and this is where men use women is that men know that women emotionally attach. Not just physically. In fact, we know it's not physically because Lala wouldn't be with Rand if it was just based on physical, emotionally attached. And that's where they get them, because it's probably really hard for women because they really do love their dudes, you know, and they really are emotionally attached. And that's like messing with somebody's mind. Um, So I don't know. That's that's my thought. But you know what else are my thoughts? Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> what a segue. It's a segue on so bad. It's good. You guys having a good time? I feel the coffee is still hasn't worn off at all. I'm scared at, at this point. Now, uh, Vanderpump Rules, episode three. The title is Welcome to Richella! Um, Rachella, of course, is. Uh, based off of Coachella, which I need to remind you folks, I am the perfect person to talk about the joys of Coachella because I have went to 13 Coachellas in a row. Uh, and right before COVID hit, I did not go to that one. In fact, my guy group, it's like, well, my guy group, it was a group of guys and girls. Like my but my best friend, Nick, who I've talked about a lot on this show, he had a baby uh, recently over the pandemic with his beautiful wife, Heather, who I'm also really good friends with. Um, is that he was the one like, you know, you always have that leader in the group. He was our he was our Tom Sandoval. He was the one that got everything together. The house, the food, always. We're going to do this. We're going to see that just excited about life. The man, it was just a legend, still is a legend. Um, But it was just a sad day when he was like this one, this hotel, I don't think I'm going to do. And I was like, what? How dare you? You should have told me at the last Coachella so I could have said goodbye to the field. That's what we call, you know, the place where the concert happens, the field. And I've had so many magical memories there. And I'm not even joking. Like a lot of people will make fun of Coachella for being like the place of like vapid influencers in their Indian headdresses and stuff like that. But I got to tell you, I've never had a bad experience there. It's always been amazing with my best friends. I get emotional about it because it's one of those times in life as life gets more stressful that it was always this kind of reprieve from things where you felt like a kid again and you got to see the best music. You got to see beautiful art pieces on a beautiful backdrop of the the Palm Springs, Coachella Valley and your best friends. Like imagine waking up in the morning, jumping in a pool, having the best food. And it was really cool because we started off where it was like we were like slumming it and then through the years, you know, my friends got successful. And then all of a sudden we were in like bigger houses. So you'd always be in like the best houses ever. You know, I, uh, I had many, uh, birthdays celebrated there. I, uh, went through, uh, my, my separation and divorce, uh, through Coachella. Like I remember, uh, having an amazing experience, um, watching Bony Vare into Lady Gaga. And that was like in the heart of my separation. And I was so sad. And I remember, not so sad, but I was just, I remember watching Boney Vare and just having kind of this cathartic moment of everything will be okay. And I think that's what music does for so much of us, you know, is that we, it really, I know that's cheesy, but it really is the soundtrack to our lives you know, you'll turn on a certain song and you're like, I can't listen to that because that song is my breakup song from 2005. You know, like, like it's like I can't. That's a very painful song for my childhood because it means that much. It, it really it, it's a sensory experience that brings us back to a time and place. And it can sometimes bring us back to the happiest places on earth, which like the dance t- tent at Coachella were, or it can be the saddest time where I'll hear, um, uh, what Bon Iver song will I hear, it, Um, like Calgary or, no, Holocene. And Holocene isn't like even sad lyrically, but just there, there's like a swelling in the music that will always take me back to, um, and I know this sounds silly, I don't know if you guys do that, <laughs> I've like... You know, there's like certain like like Sufjan Stevens or Bon Iver, where I especially during my separation, when I was trying to come to terms or figure even out how I was feeling, uh, you would just drive around playing a song over and over again and just bumming out. You know, Phoebe Bridgers, actually that first album, her first album uh, as well. Uh, those were like three very important uh, artists to me. In terms of set, in terms of the quality of sadness, also counting crows for those four and uh, Anna begins. Yeah. And um, I really appreciate that, that like sometimes when you can't speak emotionally, you can let music do it for you and just go, oh, this hit, this is exactly hitting exactly what I feel and think. And it's like, you know, it's the notes, something in the notes, the musical notes. Oh my God, this is getting way too deep. You guys said sometimes you like the solo recaps. I I don't want to be bumming anybody out or myself out. Let's get... Let's get to the humor. This this show has it all, doesn't it? Uh, so welcome to Rachella, and we get immediately the last week on Vanderpump Rules, and Lisa going, "Oh, you guys opening up a bar? Remember, you guys, these accents are horrible. They're horrible, horrible, horrible. But that is supposed to be Lisa Vanderpump, and they're like, and uh, Sandoval's like, yes, the name is Schwartz and Thandies. and then Schwartz telling Lisa like." Um, Uh, uh, I'm having Katie. I'm acting like she's planting the seed of doubt with, um, with Sandoval. And Lisa's like, why are you such a pussy? (laughs) And then Sheena and Brock, uh, Sheena's like, I've never felt this much love in two years. I've never. And like him wrapping up their baby, like,
1: I'm wrapping you up in a little burrito.
0: It's me. Thick Brock. Thick, thick, beefy Brock. Woo. And then, um. Then you have DJ James Kennedy, like, oh, I thought we'd recreate Coachella, and Sandoval going, "Oh my God, it's so cool that you're letting me help you with this. Like, I'm so excited for you to pop the question at Richella. And then we have Rand um, say, "You know, oh, you're giving me the old Schwartz shuffle uh, to Schwartz because Schwartz just always is like, I'm a, I'm a pussy, dude." Um, and then we have Charlie going to Lala. Uh, there is one fucking person you can't fucking play with, and that's fucking me. And by the way, I got to say, well, no, I'm not supposed Sandra's probably. I was about to badmouth the PR department at NBC uniform No, but I'm 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 just saying that I, I don't know what the the the. I don't know what the logic is behind sometimes keeping the stars away from doing podcasts. I guess they're scared of like drama not being on the show. That's just my theory. But it's like, you gotta get the word out there. You gotta get the fan base excited. We're doing this work for you. Like, help us help you. It just doesn't. I, it doesn't make tons of sense to me sometimes when they don't get permission to do podcasts that could potentially help them or even stir up drama. You have Lala stirring up drama on her own flipping Instagram, posting throwback pics of Stassi and Kristen on premiere night. You know, it's like I I don't get it. I don't get it. So um so we get a new scene. We're um we're we're opening and Lisa oh, I the opening, the you know, eh, 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 these are the best. I got to say, the when I was looking at it again this time, you know, they do the slow motion with the drink spilling and like people throwing shit at the screen. And I got to say, if I went to a restaurant and a waitress slowly spilled on me, I'd be livid. Also, Lisa Vanderpump throws her purse in the opening. What's that about? What is she throwing it at? Who's like, you shouldn't be... If you're, if you're in your restaurant, Lisa... You shouldn't be throwing your purse just willy-nilly like that. It hits a customer. All of a sudden, you got a bad Yelp review, and I would sue the pants off you. I would be like, the owner threw her fucking Fendi at me, and she smiled while she did it. And there was mu- there was music playing. There was theme music playing. It's just weird. So we open up in Palm Springs, where they're at. Um, James and Tom's rental. Everybody's asleep. S- Sandoval wakes up with Ariana and uh, this is it. If we're to believe this shot, he sleeps above the covers. Ariana is. That's how he's just like, I bet he just goes until he passes out. He has a Gatorade with the label peeled off. Um, Charlie, we see wakes up James Kennedy and Raquel wake up. Uh, I got to say there is just something that nobody probably ever gets used to of letting a cameraman in in the morning and going like, "Okay, just go back to bed. And then all of a sudden you see a guy in khaki shorts. Just point at a camera that we, you know, like potentially breathing heavy. Um, uh, DJ James Kennedy tells Raquel, I love waking up in this bay with you. No, sorry, Raquel. Go. Okay. And I got to uh, Let's just get this out of the way. I'm going to do the Raquel voice, but they also want to say Raquel is an angel. She is an angel that walks among us. And I am part of the problem in things that make people probably feel insecure. This is not her voice. We see how lovely and amazing she is. And I'm probably going to have to change the imitation because I like her so much. And this is just, you know, it's as you just try to find. So I, I was doing a shaky voice like this, but you realize why she does the shaky voice. She even talks about it in this episode. So Raquel goes, I love waking up in this bed with you to DJ James Kennedy and, um, DJ James Kinney goes, that means a lot because I'm always doing my best to make you feel special. And then Charlie is in a bed and she's like talking. She's like, Lala said something about my pasta thing and I just like lost it. And then we pull back a little bit to see her doll head Buffy that she practices facials on, which I love. I love this doll head bit. This is so up my alley. But I was also a fan of Captain Brandy. That um, uh, Real Housewives of Dallas made a character of this past season that nobody watched. I was a big fan of Captain Brandy, which was like a Brandy doll head on a stick, and I just thought uh, I I was just <laughs> just in love with Captain Brandy. So I I've talked to Charlie and I'm trying to get an interview with uh with Buffy, which would be amazing, or even just a picture with Buffy. Um, and she's like, I'm over it. I don't think I made uh, sense or remember what I was talking about, and I kept looking at people's lip liners during this whole fight. And then I kept thinking, uh, is my lip liner that bad? And then she was like, I got to get out of here. And then we realized that she's actually on the phone with her boyfriend at home. And, uh, she's like, I'm just grumpy and I'm tired and I have to play pickleball all day in the sun. And she kind of tears up a little bit, which is like relatable girl. Also what the, we've talked about this many, what the fuck is pickleball? Why does Bravo keep pushing pickleball this much? Like, Jesus, God, pickleball? I'm sure I would love it, but why are we talking about it this much? Like, if I was Charlie, I would start like, damn it, it is fucking hot as balls out, and I have to go play pickleball with a lot of people that potentially don't like me? Screw that. We get a new scene over at Lala and Ran's separate house, and um, Ocean, the baby, is with Karen, the night nurse. Which, By the way, I got a Karen, the night nurse, on the pod. Can you imagine the stories? Um, And Lala's like, Ran, I'm going to kick your ass at pickleball, and... Uh, in a talking head, Lala goes pickleball is this old man's tennis. And I'm used to dating legitimate athletes. And when Randall old Randy, like I keep drinking the coffee, like, cause I like liquid, but then it keeps amping me up more. And then somebody just texted me about Randall and Lala making it work. And that got me even more angry because it's like, "Ah, Oh, so Lala is like, I am definitely dating an old person, obviously because of this pickleball. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. We'll get back to Teddy Mellencamp in a second, but folks, it is commercial time, and here's a commercial that I am very proud of. Today's episode and all week is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, which is online therapy, folks. Now, uh, we, of course, have talked about them many times. Now, this is one of the best services ever because you can do therapy from the comfort of your own home. And I know... Um, that might sound uh, like, well, okay, but that's huge, you guys, especially during a time where sometimes it's not been safe to go out, to be able to feel free to actually work on yourself, um, which we talk about all the time, to work on your mental health. It is one of the number one things that we can do for ourselves. It's just like going to a doctor for your physical health. Your mental health is just as important for a strong and successful life, and I have always found that. And I have gone uh, to therapy uh, many times uh, in my in my years and uh it, it, this is something that i'm very proud of that is out there to be able to use um but the best way to think about therapy is through a bunch of analogies so uh think about you get oil changes for your car to prevent bigger issues down the road uh we see the doctor i saw the doctor this past week um and you go to the gym to take care of our bodies to prevent injury and disease uh we do chores regular regular well i don't do chores because i don't have to i'm not married anymore to avoid a messy house Uh, but going to therapy is like all of the above it's routine maintenance for your mental and emotional wellness to prevent bigger issues down the road so going to therapy it doesn't mean something is wrong with you that is a very important point i think a lot of people think that means they're weak or something just not the case it means you're investing in yourself to keep your mind healthy So BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Now, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. So why invest in everything else and not your mind? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and so bad it's good. Listeners get ten percent off their first month at BetterHelp.com. So bad. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com. So bad. And now coming for. Um, and and Lala goes, can you not come for Schwartz? Because that's going to affect my relationship with Katie, and I'm not looking for that. And it also, it is funny though. I got to tell you. It's another kind of chink in Lala's armor of that she even cares what Katie and Stassi and Kristen all still think of her. You know, it's like you try to act. And this was my problem with Lala last season when she was coming for Raquel was like, you complained about being bullied all this time. And now you're the bully to try to impress your friends, Stassi, Kristen and Katie. And even though they're not impressed, they're like, dude, this is weird. Stop it. Um, so it's more of that kind of like, I'm so worried about what Katie would think if you pick on Schwartz too much when Katie's kind of like, Schwartz is his own dude. He he can figure it out, you know? Um, he, and Randall's like, I just wish that Schwartz could have given me a little bit more forethought, which I'm like, what is forethought? Foresight? What are you? Uh, and Lala goes, please don't debate me right now, Rand. This is what it is. Lala acts like she's the boss of Rand and Rand's like, Ha you can think that. I'm gonna go to Nashville and cheat right now, behind your back. Uh see you on TMZ. So new scene, uh we see coors light cans everywhere, and Tom's like oh man, I've got, I've got cotton mouth. It's making, I've got my cotton mouth. It's, it's crazy. And James, James, DJ James Kennedy comes in. and he goes, happy pickleball tournament day. And I'm like, oh man. And I was like, oh, he's jacked. He must've taken a pre-workout vitamin uh, again, like he did in his first episode. And, DJ James Kennedy on a talking head goes, waking up this morning without a hangover, and then I see Tom and Air Ariana looking horrible. And I'll go say, I don't miss those days. Also, I know that is my PK invitation. And um, Sandoval goes, <coughs> uh, he coughs because he's hungover. New scene where Schwartz and Katie, and Schwartz is like, What time are we meeting on the pickleball court? And Katie is doing something with her eyebrows, and she has like an electric toothbrush by the way my friend has an electric toothbrush and i gotta say i think i want an electric toothbrush like it makes it it makes it look like toothbrushes like brushing your teeth is fun like i want one like is it worth is it worth it <laughs> write to me it's so bad it's good to throw out your do you like your electric toothbrush any electric toothbrush companies out there listening i would love to be sponsored by an electric toothbrush um and katie goes I'm not the only one who noticed that Tom steamrolls you. And Schwartz is like, that that's not true though. And she's like, yes, it is. I just think you got to assert yourself. And he's like, I do assert myself. I have so many ideas. You have no idea. And she's like, the fact you have a partnership with someone you let take over everything is very telling. We go to a flashback of Sandoval going, uh, Schwartz, I bought seven domains of names for our new bar Schwartz and Thandies." And, um, he, Schwartz is like, what do I care, Katie? We're making moves. And she's like, no, Tom's making moves. And you're sitting there saying, okay, okay. And he's like, that's insulting to me, man. Which is, you always got to worry when your boyfriend or husband starts calling you man or dude. I, you're like, what's up, man? Don't say that, man. And I'm talking to Ed Schwartz, goes, do I listen to my wife? Yeah. Do I value what she says I do? But she will steamroll me about steamrolling me. And, uh, she's like, you're just laxadaisic. She goes, you're lackadaisical about this, which I think she meant laxadaisical. And she's like, I am not, I don't care about outward appearances. I worry about how things will be done, how they'll be executed. And she's like, but Tom is in business. I think you should care more about the business. And he goes, I don't. And then in a new scene where it's Sheena's house. Cause remember she owns a little house in Palm Springs and, uh, We see Summer Moon wrapped up like a little angel in a burrito. And Sheena opens the fridge for milk. And she goes, yeah, honey, we're good for the week. And then she looks around and she's like, where did Brock go? And it's really bad acting. You can tell this is one of those setup scenes of like, we need to establish that Brock is not there. And so we cut to Brock playing pickleball, and he's like, hey, 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 I'm playing pickleball. Look at me, a thick man on the pickleball court. See? And then we, Randall, who's brought his assistant along for some reason, he has one of those loudspeaker bullhorns. And he's like, did you come and get an edge, Brock? And uh, Randall goes, hey, that's fine. I like beating professional athletes. And then Brock and are talking goes, listen, I'm a competitive athlete. So I thought I better, I better myself. I'm good at rugby. I'm cricket. I'm pretty good at netball, volleyball, basketball. And uh, he goes, the mullet comes out today. I, I think it, he means his hair. So we can do a cut to all the cast walking. The girls, you can tell, have really put thought into their costumes. And this is a very costume-heavy season of Vanderpump Rules, I guess. And I'm good with that. You know, as long as we're not doing anything super horrible, I would love a little bit more cheating on each other. And maybe a tad more lying. Sandoval says the theme is 1980s Wimbledon. So, I mean, I feel like Sandoval is a producer on this show at this point. Like, he's literally producing these segments of, like, this is what we all need to wear. 1980s Wimbledon. If you don't know it, look it up. It's on Google. Um, so he goes, so that means George shorts, bright colors, white skirts, headband, and awesome hair. Um, and then Tom goes, Randall, look at me, Randall. And he whips off his pants. So we see his shorts underneath. And we also see, give them La La with Rand podcast logos on the pickleball, um, little stick things you hit the ball with. And, Sheena we're back at Sheena says all I have to say he better win because he's been there for four hours practicing and he left me with the baby and um, we get a flashback of him saying morning um, and she says you know the 4 a.m. feeding I let uh, Brock sleep through and we see Brock goes but your mom's here and Sheena's like it's her birthday today and Sheena goes, I'm very lucky that, uh, my mom and my dad are here. And, uh, we see Brock looking at the mom going, mom, you're good, right? You can take care of her on your birthday. And, uh, he's like, can we sleep and let your mom do the 3am feed? And Sheena's like, she just went to bed, Brock. And Sheena lets us know that Brock says that we need to get organized help like Lala and Rand help. Have we need night nurses? And Sheena's like, no, I want to do it myself. I want to raise my child on my own, and I kind of respect that. Like, I really do respect. I I know exactly what, and it's very middle America. Sheena, uh, Sheena's, and that's how I was. You know, like I I I just really I do actually respect that about Sheena. That thought of wanting to and and not saying one is right, one is wrong. I just like Sheena's way of going about it, of wanting to raise it by yourself. You know. And uh, it still takes a village, you know, obviously her mom's there. She wants to raise it within the family. We go back to the pickleball court. Randall says, I want to welcome everyone to the first pickleball tournament. Winner gets to cheat on Lala. (laughs) All right, everyone, pickle away. First team up, Brock and Raquel. uh, James and Lala are against each other. Lala's already cussing. Motherfucking bitch. Godfucking bitch. Godfucking dick. And then she goes, bitch. And she throws the racket. Uh, Sheena, Ariana, and Randall are reacting to Lala cussing, and James and a talking head goes, Lala's acting ridiculous, nothing like my sweet Raquel. She plays with grace and elegance, and you go, Lala over here throwing the rackets like a fucking nutter. And Lala's like, this is bullshit! Sandoval and Katie play, and... Um, Sandoval's like, my technique is distraction. Where, you know, it's the hair and it's the outfit. It's psychological warfare. You know, this is my thing with Sandoval. He thinks things through. He really has a plan of action. This isn't called enacting, making choices. Sandoval, you might not like him, but he's always making choices. But Katie's over it, you guys. And Schwartz runs through and he's like, get the fuck off the court. Um, I, You know. And... <laughs> Um, Schwartz is like, let's just get this out of the way. And Katie's like, I randomly drew the most annoying person here in regards to Sandoval. Randall and Brock play against each other. Randall wins. Schwartz wins over Charlie. Um, and uh, Schwartz lets us know, I never played picket ball in my life until I met Randall. And we get a flashback of Schwartz and Randall playing picketball, And Schwartz is like, he absolutely destroyed me, man. And then Katie, uh, we find out he... He's like, Katie, I wagered our firstborn's name if, if, if Randall beats me in pickleball. And the first time he lost to Randall that badly, he decided in that moment he would become a worthy opponent to Randall. So in the finals of this pickleball tournament in Palm Springs, we have it Schwartz versus Randall. And Katie goes, I'm so proud of Tom for making finals. Maybe it will give him the confidence he needs. The testosterone in his ball sack. A big old kick to the nuts. Can you imagine if this is real? That this is like, I hope that Schwartz's um, ball sack will get more sperm in it because he beats Randall. And it works on his confidence. It's truly bizarre to me. Truly, truly bizarre that this is the world we live in. Um Katie says, I, you know, <laughs> Randall goes, I just found a sport I was really, really good at, besides cheating on Lala, which is its own sport. And Lala goes, Randall, pull your shit together. Cause, you know, that we're in the finals. Game point, Randall wins. EJ James Kennedy yells, The Champion! And hugs Randall, even though we know in past Randall's called him a fucking big old bloated fat dude. Uh, Randall makes a bullhorn speech. Thank you for participating. Um, I, you know, this is where Randall, Randall's very enthusiastic. This is one of Randall's charms, his enthusiasm. You're like, man, Randall's fun to be around, you know? Also, somebody pointed out to me today is look at who doesn't follow Randall still. Tom Sandoval doesn't follow Randall. Ariana doesn't follow Randall. Um, I think those are very telling. You always got to look in who, you know, what, what's the story there? Why wouldn't Sandoval or Ariana follow Randall? You know, so maybe they're better friends with Lala than some of her other actual friends. Uh, so in a new scene, we're back at the pool. Tom's on the phone. Remember, he has got this whole thing set up for Ric- Richella to have DJ James Kennedy propose to Raquel. So he's, he's like, uh, I'm, I'm, Empire of Polo Club, are you ready? He's calling the taco truck. He's like, the margaritas, are you ready? Let's get this. The the fire performers, are you ready? And James walks over. He's like, oh, I'm so excited, man. And Sandoval's he goes, Sandoval's helping me plan this entire proposal. Sando and I are the only ones who who know? And um, uh, DJ James Kennedy asks uh, Tom. He goes, "Do you have nice glasses?" You know, and Tom goes, "Of course I do." Yes. And Thanaval goes, "Fireworks at eight forty-five. You're going to get a full, solid two minutes, and you can camp- capture so many Instagram photos in so little time. And that's got to be like pressure because we did see these Instagram photos. Everybody looked like they got a good one in." We cut to DJ James Kennedy DJing at the pool. We get a little montage of people dancing. Um, Schwartz says, I forgot how to dance, dude. We're doing shots. Sando goes, is this real life? That is how you feel in Palm Springs sometimes during Coachella. Really, honestly, of like, is this real life? Like, why are we so busy doing work and all this shit when this is like out there? Um, Schwartz wants to play big Jenga, which is Jenga, but with big size blocks. And, uh, there's like a little challenge written on everyone. So the first one, uh, is picked is Buster Rhyme. And I think this is Sandoval. He's like, here, here we go in Palm Springs. I'll tell you what sinks. I pissed on my jacket when I was drunk. I thought it was a bathroom and I pissed all over my jacket that's a horrible horrible rap tom sandoval i'd be like mike check one two one two yo we with the vanderpump crew we said goodbye to Jax, and i gotta tell you it was really lax but i gotta tell you we're maxing we're relaxing we got the bitch la la taking randall back she doesn't know when he's gonna attack her confidence he's always gonna cheat he needs to beat his meat we got charlie on the mic one two we got her makeup head named (laughs) uh what's the name Fuck, I forgot the name. That was a, that was a grab. We got Katie over making a scowl saying Schwartz, you got to put a baby in me now. We got Schwartz doing the Schwartzy shuffle. He is lazy like no other. We're here in Palm Springs. We're going to go to Raquel, Raquel. We don't know what to call it, but we're going to propose tonight. We're going to give the world a fright. Oh my God. It was fucking good. I mean, like for real, that was like decent. Like if we put a beat behind, can somebody put a beat behind my raps and then I can play that? Like maybe this is how rappers actually get started. Have you ever thought about Uh, interesting? And It's funny when you discover you have an amazing gift during a podcast. You're like, what if I quit the, what if tomorrow I just go, I have announced uh, that I'm going to be trying to join the Wu-Tang Clan in this next year. I do not know any of them, so if anybody has any connects with the Wu-Tang Clan, please let me know as soon as possible. I'm coming for you, Rizza. That's my beatbox. So, uh, yeah, I guess Sandoval pissed all over his, uh, his fur white coat, which is like, relatable, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I've done that before without a jacket just on the floor, um... And it was like, put it in the sun. And Lala goes, you let your jacket bake in the sun after you pissed off it, pissed on it. That's ratchet. And James uh, pulls a, uh, a Jenga six, like, who would you marry in this group? And James says, I have to marry Raquel, but there's only one other person in this group I've been with. And Raquel, and I talking to goes, I do like to forget James and Lala slept together. And there's a flashback to Lala and James drunkenly kissing. They were just a mess that supported each other's messiness, you know. So there's always a unique relationship there. It's like it makes me feel insecure because Lala's self-esteem is through the roof. Which this is what I love Ra- Raquel. Like honestly, like the voice I'm making fun of, but Raquel is a. Uh, this I I love that there's people out there like that. All joking aside, like really, I I you know is that like. I have self-esteem issues. I know it sounds cuz I'm such a loudmouth on here, but like I can totally relate to this. And Lala really does have this like the blus- blustering thing and and anyways, and then Schwartz goes, "Oh, you can take K- you can take Katie, dude." "Hey, want you fuck my wife?" "I don't want her. I haven't fucked her in years, bro." Um Katie's like, "Uh oh? what what did you do their whole relation i'm so sorry katie but I, I i do want to talk to katie on the podcast someday but it is like there are so many cringy moments between them that i need to know what katie thinks about it like does she watch back does she because honestly this could be all an act for the camera but i want to know that then i want to like it's like blink katie tell me if you're okay here you don't seem happy uh raquel pulls uh a, a, a jenga thing that says make a toast and she would tell she just freezes. And I'm also like, is this a setup? Like, Because I didn't realize she had this phobia of toasting. She's like, cheers to an amazing time in Palm Springs, creating new friendships and cultivating broken friendships and everyone goes whoa broken friendships and she lets us know what a talking head she's like i've always gotten uneasy when i talk in front of a group of people the only time i started competing in pageants was to make me stronger and in a talking head she goes i'm not mean to other people why am i so mean to myself and i'm going to say that in a real voice i'm not mean to other people why am i so mean to myself I mean, I just think that is heartbreaking and so, so relatable. Like, honestly, we are so mean to ourselves, you know, and I, I, you know, the shit we will talk about ourselves in our own head is just wild. You can spend a lifetime trying to correct that problem. And so I really empathize and feel for her. And that is why I'm going to make Raquel's voice a very strong voice for the rest of this episode. And uh, so, OK, so Tom pulls one and. um, Oh, no, Lala, it's like, I dare you, Lala, to put on Tom's piss coat and Lala on the talking head goes, I've never seen someone turn a fur coat into a peacoat. And that was a mom joke, not a dad joke. Lala puts it on. and Everyone goes, oh, I need the. Co-. And I was like, that's when I was like, I need that coat. I need that coat for my reality show museum. I need the peacoat, Tom Sandoval. I want to pitch a show where I just put on Tom's outfits and go, oh, my God, this this is the one he wore to Raquella, Richella. So we're a cut to Brock bur- burping summer moon. He looks like he's like just man- like he's just like strangling the baby. And he's like, hey, mama, look at that. I don't even know what he said there. Um, and uh, Sheena's like, you're going to meet your first friend this week, Ocean, um, which is Lala with summer you're going to meet your first friend, Summer. You're going to meet Ocean because they're going to have a baby get together. The mom comes out. She's like, I heard the baby crying. How was pickleball, Brock? And he goes, I nailed it. Um, And she goes, was it worth leaving early in the morning to go practice? He goes, it was worth it. And a talking head, uh, he goes, the friction between me and Erica, she does mum, you can feel it. Erica says, Brock is leaving us first thing in the morning. He says, you know, you guys can hold the foot down. It's an employee-employer relationship. She's just opinionated as fuck in regards to Erica, she and his mom. Uh, And she's like, I just don't want mom doing anything on her birthday. He goes, yeah, but she has a job. She's the baby's the job. And she's like, I'm glad you went and played a sport. You'll, you know, and he goes, you'll, you'll pick up. I don't know. He's just being kind of a dork. He's being a male dork. And. Uh Sheena goes, well, Brock is a Taurus and my mom's a Gemini. And that's a line that makes no sense to me because I don't follow those things, as you know. And um, the mom goes, let me take her for just one more burp, leaves the room with the baby. And he says to Sheena, goes, sorry, I left you this morning. And she goes, I was just overly tired and you went to sleep before me and slept longer. And she's like, would you like me to take your makeup off for your pump? You know, I don't have to take makeup off so I get more sleep. And she goes, did you really need to go practice an hour early? And she goes, I don't think you remembered. Uh, Oh, she's like, I don't think you remembered. It was my mom's birthday and she was crying. And he goes, I don't want you to think I'm abandoning you. I don't want to think it at all. And uh, Sheena's like, I made one little comment to Ariana about this. That's what you're bitching about, Brock. And he goes, you're criticizing my effort. I can't breastfeed. But it did make me think, what if Brock considered raising the baby like he did one of his sports? You know, like he'd put really time in it, try to, to master it. Uh, and maybe he is an amazing father. This is just by what we go with on the show. Um, and she goes, I just hate when you and my mom butt heads. It hurts my soul. Um... She's like, he's like, you need to help yourself. And she's like, I still have a lot of hormones pumping through me. And he goes, I keep hearing that hormones word, hormones. And uh, she's like, I think I get to use that for another year. And he just goes, ah, he just grunts. Ah, ah I'm black. i a grunt. But also it just shows you we really do disrespect our ladies. I even do it at times. Like I, you know, I'll sometimes grunt at my mom. Like I know, like it's just like, and then you'll think later. You're like, why, why am I, why was I such an asshole? You know? I just think we're just bo- like, not we got to be better. We got to be better, guys. That's it. We got that's a goal. That's a so bad. It's good. Prom. We got to be better. Ah, this coffee is coursing through my veins. New scene. We're party time back at the rental. Tom and Ariana are doing shots. And Tom goes, we need to do a toast. I'm going to leave it to a professional toaster. Raquel, what do we got? And this is, this is like one of the first times I kind of got pissed at Sandoval. I was like, why are you doing that? Like, is it you set up by the producers to make fun of Ra- Rachel, Raquel? And and this is this is my new Raquel voice. Tom, you're putting pressure on me. That's my manly Raquel voice now. That's my because I love Raquel so much. So I'm giving her a very, de- uh, very bold voice. Uh, she goes, once I start anticipating giving the speech, I go even more brain dead. And she can't do it, you guys. She can't. And she's like, I'm grateful to this man, DJ James Kennedy, and cheers for that. And was like, that was solid, yes. And everyone's like, yeah, but they all look. And now it's time for Arcella, but they're, they're spelling it O-U-R. So all the group doesn't realize, remember, that it's like Raquel's you know, engagement party. So, and I'm talking to her goes, Tom, everyone thinks it's Archella with O-U-R, but actually it's Archella, which is R and then C-H-E-L-L-A. And, you know, Sandoval goes, it's a music festival that ends in a proposal, but why, you know, why not just swing for the fences? And Raquel goes, I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to go with you uh, to another room. And she goes to, you know, she's talking to DJ James Kennedy. She's like, Why did I freeze up when I made the toast? My entire life, I've never felt comfortable speaking in front I sound like Mr. T. I peer the fool. My entire life, I've never felt comfortable speaking in front of other people. She cries. She's crying, you guys. It's like so sad. She's like, Even if it was my closest friend. And he's like, Making a toast is different than talkers. You're a great talker, Rachel, with your friends, you know? He's like, you know, he goes, this goes back to pageants with Raquel, you know. And she goes, I would never raise my hand in class. You can't dwell on the past, Raquel. Like, you don't have to be like that forever. I don't want to be like that forever, she says. And being around someone like Lala, who's super confident in everything, it can be intimidating. And he goes, I can see that. And the talking head She goes, James and Lala have a lot in common. And we get a flashback of all the things they have in common. They both speak their mind and they don't give a fuck what other people think about them. And I look at her and I'm jealous. She feels so important. And I don't feel like that at all. He goes, you don't want to be like that, babe, loud and obnoxious. It scares me when you say that. I can't even give a proper toast. What the fuck is that? Why can't I just be like, cheers, everyone. I'm so happy we're having fun tonight. And she's crying real tears right here, guys. Like it's, it really, it really made me so sad. Cause I wanted her to know that she's so like, she really is so special. That's so unique to have these feelings that have to be that emotionally connected, you know? And he goes, you need to step outside of your box, you know, he, to see your box." He says, my whole life I try to step outside my box. My whole thing in life is to try to step out of my comfort zone. How are you not embarrassed by me? And I was like, whoa, that is so sad. Ra- Raquel think like Tom would be embarrassed. DJ Dame Skinny would be embarrassed by her. And he goes, this is where I'll step in. And I talk and he goes, This is why I'll make a good husband. He goes, I love you so much. I'm always gonna be here for you. You can do anything in this world, Raquel. You 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 can, you fucking can, Raquel. And I, I do gotta say, I really I loved that. I did. I loved it. I loved that he did James Kennedy spoke like that. So new scene, Charlie in the mirror, um, And she, like, looks at herself in the mirror. She goes, I love you. You're the best. You got to do affirmations in the mirror, folks. You see Tom and Ariana get ready. You see Katie say to Tom, do I look bad? And he goes, your hair is like a little bit of a Karen haircut. Um, You know, you're, uh, you know, but it's just a hair. Like, who fucking says that their wife's hair looks like the Karen haircut? Like, I feel sad for Katie. You know what I'm saying? And he goes it bothers me that I think, like, she thinks that I'm a pushover. And Katie goes, well, prove you're not. And Tom goes, "Um, Tom Sandoval's there, and this is set up, and Short's like, Katie thinks you steamroll me. And Katie's like, in a talking head, do not Oko Yono me. Of course Oko Yono was um, uh, Lon Pennin's, uh girlfriend in the Beatles that supposedly broke the Beatles up. So, It is hysterical that Katie mangled the name Yoko Ono to Oko Yono, but also that's what makes these shows legendary. You need mistakes like that. And Tom in a talking head goes, I really don't think of Katie as an Oko Yono, because I wouldn't say that Schwartz is a yenin. Maybe he they thingo (laughs) rar. Sandoval says, tell me Schwartz, what are you saying? He goes, you steamrolled me a little bit with the name Schwartz and Thandys. Schwartz and Sandy's. And he goes, I did not. And Schwartz says, you're right. I have to be better about this. It is on me. And Sandoval goes, I don't want you to be steamrolled over. And Schwartz says, I feel good now, dude. And Katie goes, we just saw in real time Schwartz get steamrolled, which we really did. Like, this has to be, a, this has to be fake, right? This can't be real. So we're in a new scene. Schwartz, Schwartz, um, you know, uh, hearing, uh, oh, he just keeps carrying around Cheez-Its. And I got to tell you, I've said this on the show before, but Cheez-Its as a snack food disgusts me. Like, my dad eats it all the time and a lot of people that I respect eat it all the time, but it's a disgusting food. It is very dry and it's not – it's just – like, I always picture eating Cheez-Its and then choking on Cheez-Its duts. You know, just like uh, 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 – I, you need, like, water in there. It's I don't know why, but, like, a chip to me is so much better than a cheese. it Cheez-It is you're just begging to choke on Cheez-It nuts. Do you know what I'm saying? It's a dry food. I don't like it. No, thank you. Cheez-Its are disgusting. It's that and goldfish. Fuck goldfish. Fuck goldfish and the fucking patootie because goldfish are dry, too. Why is it always those colored foods? Cheez-Its and goldfish, disgusting, disgusting foods. If you like goldfish... I pray for you every night. I go, dear Lord, little baby Jesus, please watch over the people that are so deluded uh, that are into QAnon 1 and that who like Cheez-Its and Goldfish. I pray for you. Um, Schwartz goes, I woke up with Cheez-Its in my mouth this morning and I just kept chewing. Sign of a true drunk, man. Love it. Katie goes, your drunk move is to have a box by the bed, which is like, that's kind of how I eat, Katie. Let's not make fun of that. New scene, James and Raquel, they're dressing up for tonight. He's like, you look nice today. They hug. New scene, Charlie is cleansing the house from all the dumb bitches, she says, that are around myself. She goes, I do. This will help me not be a dumb bitch. Um, pool day. Everybody's jumping in. Brock is in a banana hammock as he does. Uh, love it. Love it. Love it. Um Tom and James, like, we gotta go, we gotta go run, get uh, shopping. We're gonna get food for the house when they're actually gonna go set up for Rachella. And he's like, I'm fully lying to my best friend, Tom Schwartz, and my girlfriend, Ariana. He's like, Yes, we'll get a huge bottle of Fireball, and he's gonna oversee the setup for Rachella. Sheena doesn't have a great festival outfit, so she's just gonna do a lot of glitter and show off her boobs. Uh, DJ James Kennedy and Tom go to the empire polo club where the actual Coachella takes place. And I saw it and I got emotional. You guys like, honestly, this shit is emotional to me. It is such a magical place. James is so excited. He's like, Oh my God. He puts his DJ equipment up. I always love when DJ set up. Cause it's really very simple. It's like, boom. Okay, let's go. Time to push buttons. I'm joking. I know DJing is a lot harder than that. James in a talking head goes, my plan is about to be unleashed. I'm like, James, your plan? Come on, Sandoval's plan. He goes, no one has the slightest idea, even Rachel, Raquel. And uh, he's like, it's been crazy weeks of plan. It's been crazy weeks of planning. Sandoval says, most people would, f- would, would spend a lot of money on engagement, especially when applying for a home equity loan. Remember, he's doing that to put money into the bar Schwartz and Sandy's. But Sandoval is paying for all of this. He's dropping $6,000 on Sandoval's engagement. And he's like, what? You can always borrow more money. Like literally next time I'm around that dude, I'm going to act like I need something and see if he ponies up because my God, but also don't you respect that somebody that wants to be part of a moment and making a moment the best, like, how do you hate on that? Like a lot of people hate on him and I don't get, I really truly don't get it. Like, he wants to make it the best ever. And yeah, he wants to be a part of it, but who doesn't want to be a part of good moments? We cut to Lala and Randall. Ocean is just there, uh, being a one-eyed bandit. They say Sheena and Brock come over. Uh, so they're all baby playing and law says, it's really strange to have a play date with Sheena's baby. I feel like we're playing house. I have this little toothless thing, but we're moms. It's real. Summer has a wet nappy. You guys and Randall, we find out has just changed his first diaper a couple of weeks ago. um, And Sheena talking to her goes, I would never want to marry someone who wasn't a 50-50 partner, but Lala obviously has a price, which is like, Jesus, Sheena, but in regards to what's happened this week, maybe Lala does have a price. (laughs) Um, I was – Lala goes, oh, no, Brock goes – I was young my first time around in my first marriage, Brock says. And they go, how old were you, Brock? And he goes, my son was born when I was 20. I was a different person. And she's like, he's like, me and my wife, we parted five years ago. My ex and I had two beautiful kids. She thought I abandoned her by coming to America. He a, they have a stepdad now who fulfilled the role of the dad to the kids, so I don't have to worry about it. Sheena says, the girls have the same birth date. My daughter... Uh, ocean or winter, summer, moon, and Brock's other daughter. And Lala's like, Summer and the other daughter have the same birthday? And he goes, Summer name works with the other name. My other daughter's name is Winter. And Randall is shocked. And Lala and Ataganega goes, If Randall had another baby and named her Lake, I would be pissed completely. That's an emotional mind fuck. Got to agree with Lala on this one. And Brock goes, It was a bad breakup. Sheena says, Yeah, like, the ex is even saying, how dare you name your daughter Summer? It's like you're replacing the daughter he has always had. And Sheena says, oh, sorry. Sheena says, I always wanted to name a daughter Summer since I was 16 years old. And of course, we all knew an editor troll was coming when uh, she had that, like, me and Rob, we want to name our daughter Madison Marie Parks-Villetta. Randall says... Well, when was the last time you've seen your kids? And he goes, four years back. And Randall and Lala literally look, they're they are about to shit themselves. Lala has like, what? And, and Randall's like, what? And uh, he's like, uh, you know, uh, I haven't. He goes, do you get a FaceTime? And he goes, no, she cut my whole family off. Can't do it at all. Lalo in a talking head is crying. It's like, I can't imagine. Like, at, they act like this is not a big deal. And Sheena in a talking head goes, it's not for lack of trying. He moved to America to provide a better life for his kids, which I would love to know the financial situation. Brock, what is the financial situation, brother? Are you providing a better life? Or is your wife and the stepdad providing? Um, you know, and he's like, uh, He's like, I feel like a better husband because I did leave on. I have to accept it because I moved out here. Talking head, he goes, the last time I saw my kids, I remember them laughing, and then I drove them to the Denver airport. I got a photo saying goodbye to them both. And he's tearing up in his talking head. And Sheena says, he's a master swaddler, you guys. He can change a diaper faster than I can. I got to say something about Sheena. She is impressed with speed, whether it be hanging a TV or changing a, a wet nappy. She loves somebody that can do something fast. She's like, oh, my God, you came already? No, Sorry, guys. It's a family show. Um, uh. Goes, this is the best i've ever felt support wise and i'm like do you mean supporting your wife because didn't we just have a plot line of you not supporting her with like waking up early and stuff so we're at james and tom's rental they're all putting on their coachella outfits tom and james comes in uh you know and they're like schwartz like you were gone for three hours he's still eating the cheez it's you guys on the scene they're like six thirty. be ready um and Sandoval's like, Let, we're going to be cryptic. You're going to think of later. Sandoval goes, okay, we need to figure all this out. And James has the ring out. Ariana's dressed like a pink cowboy. Charlie's also has a pink cowboy hat. Sheena's all in orange. She says, I just did six ounces out of my tits. Congratulations, Sheena. Sandoval in a talking head goes, all the hard work have come to this moment. Everybody's cheersing as they're in the, the van on the way. And James is like, oh, shit, my pants. I just want to get this party a pot part over with, but also enjoy it. Um, and Brock goes, I know what this is. It's carpool karaoke. Like what? Lala sings goes, cause we're good as gold, which I love the Sheena good as gold song. Ariana goes, whoa, that sign says, welcome to Coachella,' And then Arnie goes, Ariana goes, we're on the fucking Coachella grounds. And that's how I would be too. Like, holy shit. And Randall goes, this is where Coachella is because Randall knows, because remember he made all those cast members sign NDAs back in the past to not say shit when he was cheating a lot. You know what I'm saying? Remember, Randall is the guy that made Sandoval and Ariana sign NDAs to go to Coachella at his house. Randall is used to being the sly guy. Don't get it twisted. We know he's charming. Don't get it twisted. So, new scene. Uh, May 4th. I would fucking freak. Oh. um, Ariana's crying. They're all so excited. I would fucking freak, I say. Charlie falls right out of the van. She's like, I just eat shit all the time. There's a contortionist there. Um... You know, if they wanted to make this real Coachella, they would have me in the background just projectile vomiting. I projectile vomited at a couple Coachellas because I was just feeling it too much. You you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, There's Taco Truck. Raquel's like, I'm blown away at this. And DJ James Kinney goes... Seeing our face makes all the planning and running around worth it, you know? And I'm like, Tom did that, you dork. Not you. There's a picture booth. Schwartz grabs Katie's boob and tells the picture taker, don't worry, she's my wife. DJ James Kennedy is finally playing Coachella. Remember, that was his dream. Everybody's dancing. I would love to know if any of these people are on ecstasy at this point. Um, Raquel goes, Coachella's something James and I look forward to every year. I love seeing him on the grounds, living his best life. And, um... James is telling, uh, you know, it was, it was chaos. I'll tell you later, but oh my God, Sandoval comes up and he's like, 10 more minutes, James. And then you pop the question. I have everything on standby at 810 you're going to get the fireworks. And, um, Sando and I talking head goes, all the hurdles that I've come across with, with, um, you know, everything has led to this moment. Oh, no, sorry. That was sorry. DJ James Kennedy goes, all the hurdles that I've crossed with drinking and Raquel, all of these things have led to this moment. Uh, and he bends down. I saw like a Heineken behind his DJ booth. That must be an alcohol free Heineken, one of those. I think they have Heineken freeze. And DJ Jameson he goes, I'll borrow you for a moment. Let's take a walk and check out this place. You know, what a hell of a year and you stuck it out. And then he goes, Actually, this is all for you. This isn't R-chella, our cello. Oh, you are. It's our cello. Raquel, my angel, my beauty, since the day I laid eyes on you, you were the girl of my dreams. The last five years have been the best five years. I'm so excited to wake up every day with you. And Raquel goes, oh, no, he goes, Raquel, it will be my honour, my absolute honour, if you will marry me. And she goes, oh, my God. And he goes, will you marry me? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. I'm. Sh- Nobody goes, oh, my God. I'm shaking. I'm shaking. Give me your hand, your beautiful hand. And then all of a sudden the fireworks goes off and he kisses her. And it's actually this really beautiful moment, you guys. It really is this kind of magical moment. He goes, you make me the happiest man in the world. And he goes, oh, my God, I did it, which is kind of a narcissist thing today. Uh, oh, my God, I did it. I know he's proud of himself, but it's like this is her moment, too. You know, it's like, oh, my God, we did it. Tom's face when the fireworks goes off Sando, he's like yes we did it this is amazing like he really has like this child look awe oh, that I love I really do I have a crush on Tom Sandoval I just I'll say it I don't care all the group comes over remember they're all surprised they don't know they come up with cameras and Tom's like um, gives them things to shoot at them and he tells he goes James just proposed and Schwartz, um, we see has a skirt on. I don't know why that was my last note, but you guys, that was it. And we get to see the next episode in a couple of hours. Then we'll do this all again. So sorry for the lateness. You guys, I got to process. it. Betches.